Greetings, this is Shane Ross from the blog Little Frog in High Def, and this is a story from The Edit Bay. The Edit Bay is sponsored by Artbeats.com. Okay, Artbeats is having a contest. Pretty neat one if you ask me. A sort of online scavenger hunt. Well, no sort of about it, it is a scavenger hunt. What you do is go to Artbeats.com and on the main page you'll see this week's scavenger clip. Then search Artbeats.com by typing in keywords you think might help you find that clip. Then look in the search results and see if you can find the matching file. If you do, you will be automatically entered to win the prize of the week, and also be entered to win the grand prize. What are they? Go to Artbeats.com to find out. You'll have to set up an account, but that takes seconds. And you'll have plenty of chances to win. The contest is going on now, and doesn't end until January 31st, 2010. Happy hunting! Not long ago, I was working on part one of a two-part documentary for a major cable network that specializes in science fiction content. This was a two-hour show, and I was one of four editors working on it. Actually, now that I think about it, this was the second show I ever worked on as an editor. So it was a while back. Anyway, this show was about how machines are either taking over our lives or how dangerous they can be. Man versus the machine kind of thing. It had some really interesting stuff in there. A man developed a sonic weapon, a company designing ultra-lightweight body armor for the military that's no doubt now in use, and things like robot dogs playing soccer without a human controlling them, and Carnegie Mellon making robots that interact with humans, and even nanobots. But there were parts of this that were supposed to be menacing. Stories of robots and machinery aimed at causing fear of some sort. A bunch of stories that actually had us editors raising an eyebrow like, Really? This is supposed to be threatening? A Hollywood visual effects guy specializing in robotics who makes, quote, killer robots. Machines with saws and claws and big metal grabbers. But these machines need to be controlled by a human, and they were so slow that a three-year-old could outrun them. Well, the one with a flamethrower was pretty nasty. I'll give them that. The point is, there was some good stuff, and some not-so-good stuff. So when we turned in the rough cut to the network, they balked at it. Really? This is the show? You have some cool stories, but overall it isn't that good. We tried tweaking here and there, and some rewriting too. But then, the next cut still had problems, and the network said, forget it, and shut down production. Not completely, but until they could figure something out. Hiatus. Three months later, they wanted us to revisit the cut. But this time, they wanted a one-hour show, rather than the original two hours it was initially planned. This way, we can cut out the fat and keep the good stuff. So me and another editor took a whack at it. But it still wasn't good. Again, they put the project on hold. Now, nine months after that, they came back. This time with the idea to leave out the whole fear thing. The whole machines are out to get us thing. They said, just include the cool things. The neat tech. And we did. And it was a better show. They took it and aired it. At 1am. Well, it's sort of better than nothing, I suppose. They had a slot to fill and they sunk a lot of money into the show already. So they wanted to take what we had and make something out of it to fill the hole. Which is fine, because I've worked on more than one show that was shot and then shot down in editing due to problems. Or delivered, but never aired. But this is beside the point. I mean, this isn't the point I wanted to make. The point I want to make is that after all that time of not working on the show, when I did return to the edit, I actually remembered where all the footage was. I knew what I had, where it was located, and where it came from, and what the segment was for. Everything. I find that I can recall this for practically every show I have worked on. Recently, a producer found that two drives he had contained the entire Mexican-American War show that I had edited four years ago. He offered me the chance to copy the footage, which I did. He offered me the chance to copy the footage, which I did. 
And when I looked through it all, I found that I still remembered what footage was where, what takes we had of what, and where I could find certain shots. I knew the bin that contained all of the takes of the Mexican captain yelling out, Fuego! That annoyed my wife, no end. Of course, it helped I was my assistant on that show, but still. Do I really have a catalog of all the shows I worked on? Can I recall all of that footage? Will my brain ever run out of storage space and start dumping things like birthdays, childhood memories, anniversary dates? Of course, I don't really think that. I know that we only use about 10% of our brain, and I know that people in other professions must also keep inane amounts of data in their heads. You know, accountants, diplomats, grocery store clerks. What's my point to all this? This podcast seems to be wandering all over the place. The point is that I have all this footage on the brain, so much that it seems to creep into other more important parts of my life. One night, a little over six years ago, when I was coaching my wife through a rather lengthy labor for our third and last child, I slept. Here I am, trying to do all sorts of relaxation techniques, verbal relaxation techniques, to help my wife through the pain when I spit out something technical. So I'm going through this color exercise. You're floating in a pool of water, looking up at the sky that is red, a bright, brilliant red that slowly turns to orange, and so on through the colors, orange to yellow, to green, to blue, to purple, and then back to red. The point is that red is pain, and you progress to the less painful colors to try to ease the brain into a more relaxed state. The problem is that I had been doing this for hours, and it was late, and I was pretty tired. So I was going through the colors. The sky is as bright orange, and it's slowly turning to yellow, and I have digitized all the tapes. The new footage is from scenes 14 and 18, with some pickup shots from scene 10, and HONEY! Uh, that, that was my wife, snapping me awake. That isn't helping. Sorry. So I went back to the colors. But now I was marveling at the fact I was recalling footage from an episode of Even Stevens where Lewis, the star of the show, got his new drum set. Okay, that does it for this show. Please join me next time for a story from the Edit Bay. Mm-hmm.